fresh dose of tech news and insight. This is the Early Burb Briefing. It is Friday, July 29th, 2022. This is the Early Burb Briefing. I'm Eagle Falcon. The state of EVs is in a weird spot right now. Right now, here in the United States, and that's what I'm going to focus on right now, the state of it across the pond is wildly different. They have been taking steps to pretty much electrify electrify as much as possible, mostly because they have a lot less square footage to cover. Whereas here in the United States, we are massive. It's just the nature of the beast. And then on top of that, we're also stubborn. So to get us to move off what is considered the norm right, right now is rough. But extremely high gas prices really pushes a lot of people that were on the fence for electric vehicles and wanting to take the plunge. But there's a problem. A couple problems, in fact. One, you can't get an electric vehicle anywhere. <laughs> they're, on such, they're on such a long back order. They're just none available. And your options really are either the Model 3, the Ford Mach-E, or some or something like the Nissan Leaf, the Chevy Bolt, or a handful of other electric vehicles that um, really don't have that like modern range that you expect from an EV. Now, there are probably some other ones out there that, you know, you just don't hear about a whole lot, but... For the most part, those are the only ones you can really get your hands on, and almost all of them are on back order thanks to the chip shortage. You see how a lot of this comes back to that chip shortage and how we really need to get foundries going? But here's the thing. Uh, The other problem here is that a lot of electric vehicles try to go ahead and try to out-Tesla Tesla. But here's the fact with Tesla, and this is going to be one of the downfalls of Tesla. They overpromise so much, it hurts. Tesla right now has one of the best adaptive cruise control systems out there. It'll stay in the lane. It'll feel like it's basically just driving itself. It does it really well, but it's not self-driving. They don't have self-driving yet. They still don't. But the thing is that everyone, Chevy, Ford, Mercedes, everyone is so focused on the gimmicky features like that, they can't even seem to just get an electric vehicle out there. Go ahead. Find a Bolt that's available right now. You can't. Find a Mach-E. You can't. Find a F-150 Ford Lightning. (laughs) Yeah. Over one year wait on that one. Find a Tesla that's available. Good luck. We are focusing way too much on the gimmicks and not on just getting this stuff out. Now, if we can do both and not hinder anything, that'd be great. But it brings me to the latest announcement from Chevy. They are electrifying one of their iconic cars, or rather their SUV. They are electrifying the Chevy Blazer. The Blazer, and I'm not all that familiar with the Chevy lineup, but it basically looks like your kind of mid-size SUV, the kind of one that basically replaced all the minivans in the world. There's another thing in the 
vehicle market that just kind of caught everyone off guard. The very instant sudden death of the minivan and it being replaced by the SUV. A vehicle that initially was brought into existence to go off-roading or take care of, you know, rougher trails. And it basically just became the soccer mom car. There's still minivans out there, though. And they're pretty much being used exclusively for small commercial couriers. I'm not even kidding. But I'm getting off track here. Chevy is going ahead and they're really, they're trying to go ahead and basically say that we have the Chevy Blazer. It's, it's out. It's EV'd. It's ready to go. You could go to your dealership and get one right now. Except you can't. You have to reserve it. And right now, if you go to reserve it, they are saying that you might be able to see it next year. I mean, this sucker is going to be the 2024 Blazer EV. Mm-hmm. I see. The soonest any of these will be available is apparently the summer of 2023, where we'll see the 2LT and the RS available summer 2023, the SS trim, which will be the lower end trim, and the lowest end trim, the 1LT. I don't get their numbering scheme either. Don't worry about it. That will be available in winter of 2024. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I have a feeling by the time... I hope that winter 2024 is a typo. I hope they mean winter 2023. Because otherwise, by the time that one comes out, they will have redesigned the Blazer or tweaked something. Because these sort of first-gen things, they'll bring them out to mass market, right? And then within a year or two, you start seeing tweaks and changes into the interior and exterior because this didn't work, that didn't work. And then after they go ahead and do those small little tweaks, they want to give it a different look. They could go, look, you have the next-gen one. It happens every time. Now, that's all well and good for the consumer space. And keep in mind with the consumer space... An EV is going to do you no good unless either A, there are plenty of EV fast chargers near you, or B, you have the finances and capability at your own place of living to have a home EV charger installed. That is something you need to keep in mind. And that is, I'm telling you, that is going to be one of the biggest things that's going to hinder EV adoption. Because not everyone can go ahead and have a home charger installed. Ooh, just have a home charger installed. I can't at my place. There's plenty of people that probably can't at their place either. It's a lot of work. You gotta go ahead and hire an electrician. You gotta go ahead and pick out the charger. You've gotta go ahead and do a whole lot. That's even assuming that it's not gonna be some major project to get that kind of wiring out to, to your garage or whatever the heck it's gonna be stored. These are all things that need to be considered in the residential space. But what about the commercial space? The commercial space is a very interesting one when you consider electrifying. Because now it's not a matter of trying to get over the fear of getting off gasoline. It's a matter of making sure the vehicle can get the job done and get it done better than the gas or diesel vehicle. Like if you're going to go ahead and approach my business that I own and tell me I need to electrify all of our short ter- all of our short distance courier vans to electric. 
my first question is going to be, how much can it hold? Can it handle the loads that I'm putting on it? Will it be safe for my drivers? Will they be able to get the job done in the same amount of time as they can with the gasoline vans now? As far as the charger, it's already a commercial space. It's not that much extra work to go ahead and run some extra lines, do the bit major construction, especially if you can sell it to the logistics manager that this is going to save you a large amount of money in maintenance and fuel costs. That is a big selling point to commercial fleet managers. But the first thing you need to answer is that it can it do the job? And we've pointed out before with the Tesla semi, they're not willing to put out the details saying it can do the job. In fact, you go over to say Freightliner, Freightliner's been talking about how they have the EM2 coming, the electric Freightliner M2 medium duty short distance courier truck. They're saying they have the E Cascadia coming, the all electric semi truck. Cool, where is it? What's the range? You go to their website, they've been talking about, we're going to go ahead and put chargers out there. It's going to be great and all this. You can look at how much you're going to save on maintenance. What can it hold? Because I'll tell you this right now. If that E-Cascadia, that electric semi-truck can only haul a couple of tons, if it can only hold like six tons, Versus a normal semi-trucks, I actually don't remember the number off the top of my head, what it, what it averages. I want to say 16 tons, but let's say it only holds half the tonnage. That the electric semi-truck, because it has to hold so many batteries in order to go the same distance, can only hold half the cargo. It's a non-starter. You're not going to get the fleet manager to be on board with electrifying if the best you can do is only hold six tons. And of course, I'm pulling that number out of thin air because everyone that's designing these electric trucks are too scared to tell us what the tow capacity is. And keep in mind, it's not like you can just build up the electric semi-truck bigger and heavier and more heavy-duty and able to handle more and more and more weight to increase its towing capability. There is a hard limit of 40 tons that the vehicle can weigh. That's what the limit is. Most of these semi-trucks can tow way more than what their tow rating actually is. But that tow rating is going to be what it can legally hold. Because after that, it doesn't matter. But of course, none of that is news. The E-Cascadia and the EM2 have been teases in the commercial space for a long, long time. What is new is International Navistar. Because International Navistar has the EMV, their electric medium vocation truck. Now, why am I focusing on medium duty trucks as opposed to the big semis? Besides the fact that I can legally drive medium duty trucks and I can't drive semis right now. In long haul trucking, you are covering long stretches and time is of the essence. It is a lot harder to go ahead and have a long haul truck be electrified. There's a lot more hurdles. Medium duty, on the other hand, these are what are referred to as last mile trucks. Trucks in which you load up, 
and they're going from the warehouse to their final destination, which is not too far away. If the range on a on a on something like the EMV is only what are they talking about? They're talking and looks like they're talking about 180 miles of range on this layout. It looks like I think it's just an estimate based on this particular article. But even so, 180 miles traveling to a couple of places that's only 60 miles away. Trip back another 30. That's more than enough. Charge it up overnight. Next morning, it's ready to work again. Electric trucks have a future right now in this field, in last mile logistics. And it checks all the boxes. It checks the box of being able to do the job and able to hold the cargo. In this case, you'd lose a little bit of cargo space, but for trucks like this, you're never at the limit. Never. It's very, very rare with a medium-duty truck that you're filling that box to its full 13-ton capacity. And when I say 13 tons, I mean the actual, like, full gross vehicle weight. Like, the box you're usually throwing in, like... I don't know. I think the most we've ever thrown in ours was, like, two tons. I'd go and check, but our box truck's gone now. Feels bad, man. Anyway, I digress. It's able to do it safer. And one thing that International Navistar is doing with this new... EMV is remember how Tesla with its electric semi truck they bragged about their 0 to 60 being 8 seconds guess what the 0 to 60 is on the EMV now for comparison the normal international MV the diesel version it's 0 to 60 is 19 seconds the EMV's 0 to 60 is 19 seconds the reason they did that the reason they went ahead and made it so it's zero to 60, that its performance is intentionally held back is twofold. One, they want any experienced driver to step into an EMV and drive it as though it were a diesel. Even though the, the roar of the diesel engine is gone, they want, to, they want the driver to be able to just pick it up, drive it exactly the same, and not have to worry about any sudden jerkiness because two that fast zero to 60 can throw around the cargo can potentially damage the cargo yeah you have it strapped in yeah you have it secured but you're strapping in and expecting it for the instant movement of a commercial diesel not some crazy insane electric zero to 60 in three seconds motor Needless to say, what we're seeing out of uh, International with this EMV, it's not some crazy concept car like the Freightliner's EM2. It's not some crazy concept E-Cascadia like Freightliner has. It's not some crazy concept Tesla Semi that we still haven't seen. This is a vehicle that feasibly could exist now. And in fact, that brings us to the actual news about this EMV it is not a concept. It is available for pre-orders now. And these trucks are currently in the process of being shipped out. These trucks are ready, according to International Navistar. 
And I want to go out and finish this episode, which I probably rambled on for longer than I want to. I guess it makes up for yesterday's, right? Is not just the fact that one of the well, one of the big lessons you can learn from this is not just you know what a commercial driver wants in a vehicle and what's practical. I want you to think about just the fact they designed this for anyone who's used to this kind of truck just step in and use it as though it's something they were very familiar with this kind of approachability is what's going to be the downfall of tesla tesla what do you got right now oh we have a yoke oh we have no stocks oh we have no gear selector we have none of that it's all just digital because minimalist that is not approachable by the masses and that's going to be tesla's downfall that's going to do it for me stay safe and stay healthy